One, Mind and the Motorcycle, Monologues, Volume 35, May 20th, 2021. A lone voice in the universe. Before I get going, I think I said it at the last time, uh, my man Foster is uh, on the left coast. He's in California. Um, so if it sounds like I'm recording this on an iPhone, you're right. I am. So we're going to do the news uh, and we're going to get right into it. Here are our stories. U.S. healthcare, Israel and Palestine, Bernie, Pew and Jews, climate, water, Chernobyl, abortion, wrongful conviction, January 6th, Guantanamo, Aborigines, Belarus, Colombia, El Salvador, Mustang scam, Big Al, and Imagine by John Lennon. So let's get to the news. Uh, first on healthcare. According to Credit Karma Data, the name of the company, it's pr- provided to Yahoo Finance, roughly 21 million Americans who are holding $46 billion of medical debt as of April 2021, 20, they're facing collections, meaning that a third-party debt collector is trying to obtain the money. So that means that 21 million Americans are being hounded by debt collectors because of their health care. A survey of, of 3,753 adults living in the, all 50 states of the U.S. was conducted in February um, that, that it indicated that an estimated 46 million people, nearly 20% of the U.S. population, would be unable to pay for health care if they needed to. People, that is a sorry state of affairs in terms of our health care. Um, I want to spend some time on um, Israel and Palestine and uh, because it's really occupied my mind. And um, I've been sitting kind of quiet uh, in terms of me too, um, not being a woman. Um, don't say anything, Foster. And um, because of Black Lives Matter not being an African-American. But when it comes to uh, Israel and Palestine, I'm not shy. I have absolutely no problem as a Jew expressing my opinion. I am absolutely and totally opposed to the awful, awful stuff that is going on uh, in Gaza and the West Bank, perpetrated uh, by the Israeli state. So I want to cover the news a little bit there. Human rights advocates warned this past Monday that the Biden administration is deepening U.S. uh, complicity in the Netanyahu's regime uh, by attempting to push through $735 million sale of so-called precision-guided weapons to Israel. According to Jamil Dakwar of ACLU, the Biden administration must be held accountable for being complicit 
in escalating the violence and failing to prevent civilian deaths and suffering. The Biden administration officially notified Congress of the sale on Monday, May 5th, just days before Israeli forces began their latest bombardment of Gaza. Um, I remember this guy's name. His name is Rabbi Meyer Kahani. Uh, in the 1980s, uh, he had it was a violent anti-Arab ideology, and it was considered too repugnant. That's so repugnant that Israel banned him from parliament and the U.S. listed him, his party, as a terrorist group. Today, his disciples march through the streets by the hundreds, chanting death to Arabs and assaulting any they come across. On Thursday, on this, on Thursday evening a week ago, there was more ethnic strife. In, in Tel Aviv, two Jewish men attacked a journalist covering a gathering of ultranationalists. In the central city of Lod, a Jewish man was shot and seriously wounded by an Arab man. The Arab citizens, Arab citizens make up 20% of Israel's population. And what's really been different this time, um, as opposed to, um, you know, in the past, is that within Israel itself, there is tremendous upheaval between the Arab population and the Jewish population in the state of Israel. And we're going to continue on that for a bit. Israeli airstrikes uh, in the center of the occupied Gaza Strip on Monday caused severe damage to the territory's lone coronavirus testing lab and the offices of the Palestinian Milita uh, Ministry of Health. According to Dr. Yosef Abul Arish, Palestinian Ministry of Health, the international community must hold the occupation accountable for the heinous and ongoing crimes against medical personnel and health institutions. And the Ministry of Health, um, the, their building was, was targeted uh, last Monday. Uh, more news in the way of the medical community in Gaza. Gaza's medical infrastructure suffered a major blow on Sunday as two senior doctors died amidst the ongoing Israeli bombardment campaign. Um, at least 12, 200 Palestinians wounded um, and more than 300 um, in the coastal strip were straining for the healthcare system. Anyway, I don't want to read any more about that. Um, as far as I know, um, there is now um, a ceasefire um, in uh, Israel and Palestine. A quick quote from Bernie Sanders. Uh, let's be clear. No one is arguing that Israel or any government does not have the right to self-defense or to protect its people. He goes on to say, what are the rights of the Palestinian people and why do we only seem to take notice of the violence in Israel and Palestine when rockets are falling on Israel? It's just, it's absolutely criminal and it's, um, it's just upset me immensely. Um, some news from my, the, my folks at the Pew Research Center um, on the Jewish population in the U.S., 
An estimated 2.4% of the U.S. adults uh, in the U.S. are Jewish. About 1 in 10 Jewish Americans say they attend religious services. Further, 71% of Jewish adults, including 80% of Reform Jews, are Democrats or independents. And let's see. Three-quarters of American Jews think there is more anti-Semitism in the U.S. today than there was five years ago. A large majority of U.S. Jews, 82%, say caring about Israel is either essential or important to what being Jewish means to them. This one is kind of cute. About four in ten married Jews, 42%, have non-Jewish spouses. Okay, I want to leave Israel for the moment and uh, move on to uh, climate change. Um, in, the, um, in the four previous years, the oil-friendly Trump administration has kept the Environmental Protection Agency's climate change indicators completely frozen and hidden. This past Wednesday, the Biden EPA launched the page with new data showing that U.S. cities are experiencing more frequent and intense heat waves, ocean and lake temperatures are climbing, and sea levels on the U.S. coasts are rising. According to EPA Administrator Michael Reagan, with this long overdue update, additional data and new sets of indicators show climate change has become even more evident, stronger, and extreme as has the imperative that we take meaningful action. More on climate. To avoid the most catastrophic effects of the climate emergency, countries around the world must immediately transition from extracting and burning fossil fuels to utilizing renewable sources like solar and wind. This was according to the International Energy Agency, who said this in a landmark report detailing the government's need to achieve a net zero energy system by 2020. According to Anna Vickerstaff of 350.org, when this conservative institution is demanding an end to fossil fuels, it really is time for governments to ditch the net zero rhetoric and take immediate action to cut their support for polluting corporations. Uh, to continue, uh, a quote from a person by the name of Kelly Trout of Energy Transitions and Futures. It is huge to have the world's most influential energy, the energy modelers bolstering the global call to stop licensing and financing new fossil fuel extractions. This really was, um, you know, very big news, and I want to continue on climate. Researchers in Germany and Norway said this past Tuesday that a major portion of Greenland's ice sheet is at the brink of reaching a frightening tipping point. I want to quote a fellow by the name of Nicholas Bowers of the Potsdam Institute for Climate Impact Research. The current and near future mass loss will be largely irreversible. That is why it is high time we rapidly and substantially reduce greenhouse gas emissions 
from burning fossil fuels and restabilize the ice sheet. To continue, he says, we are at the brink, and every year with CO2 emissions continuing as usual, exponentially increases the probability of crossing the tipping point. I'm going to bet you money we have already crossed the tipping point, which means that the damage that has been set in motion is, in a sense, a runaway. And whatever we do, it's not going to mitigate this crisis that we have caused. Um, A quick talk on the water crisis. The water crisis along the California-Oregon border went from dire to catastrophic this week as federal regulators shut off irrigation water to farmers from a critical reservoir. And this is shaping up to be the worst water crisis in generations. Um, We just have so many climate issues that really need to be addressed. Um, And um, I want to deal with the mess that was created in Chernobyl. Scientists monitoring the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in northern Ukraine are detecting increased fission reactions inside an inaccessible chamber. Um, According to Maxim Sivilev of New Scientist, reported this week that since 2016, researchers have detected a 40% surge in neutron emissions. That was a problem. It will continue to be a problem. I'm now going to get over to um, our country, and I want to deal with, which I've been talking about for quite a while, the attack on abortion. Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott has actually signed a bill that not only outlaws ending a pregnancy as early as six weeks, but also allows anti-choice vigilantes to sue anyone who aids and abets an abortion that violates state law. So specifically, the bill would enable any person other than an officer or employee of a state or local government entity to, quote, to file a civil lawsuit against anyone who performs an abortion that that is illegal in Texas. Are you shitting me? And um, to continue with uh, abortion, um, this this past Monday, the U.S. Supreme Court announced that it's going to hear a challenge uh, to Mississippi's ban on nearly all abortions after 15 weeks of gestation, a case that, as one writer said, may very well be the death knell for Roe v. Wade. Uh, The Supreme Court had just agreed to review uh, this abortion ban that unquestionably violates nearly 50 years of Supreme Court precedent and is a test case to overturn Roe v. Wade. And that's according to Nancy Northrup, president and CEO of the Center for Reproductive Rights. Oh, man. Um, And uh, I want to get to, I want to stay with our rights. A jury in North Carolina, uh, they heard a federal civil rights case, and they have awarded $75 million to two African-Americans 
or intellectually disabled, two half-brothers, they spent decades behind bars after being wrongfully convicted in the 1983 rape and murder of an 11-year-old girl. Oh, man. Uh, got some more. Um, this one is uh, kind of caught my attention. Um, after 147 Republican mem- members of Congress voted to overturn the presidential election following the January 6th violence from Donald Trump supporters, um, let me see here. At, at least 150 companies announced what seemed like a clear civil message. They were cutting off at least and at least rethinking their political giving strategy to those people. Well, wouldn't you know it, a report released this past Wednesday shows that there have been myriad ways that a dollar can make its way from a company to these 147 lawmakers. Contributions totaling over $2.6 million have flowed in the direction of these 147 members which is considered to be a significant amount in a non-election year. The researchers additionally found that over 100 companies and industry groups contributed to that total. Um, So, you know, so much for these announcements by these major corporations uh, about being well-intentioned. They're not. Uh, I want to talk briefly about Guantanamo, an incredible nightmare. A 73-year-old man from Pakistan, who is the oldest prisoner at Guantanamo Bay Detention Center, he was notified that this past Monday, he has been approved for release after more than 16 years in custody at the U.S. base in Cuba. This is according to his lawyer. This guy was never charged with a crime. His release is imminent, but not yet. Man. Um, this caught my attention um, um, over in Australia. Get ready for this. A whopping 58% of Aboriginal youth are in police custody. This is according to a Newsweek op-ed. 58% of Aboriginal kids are in custody and almost 500 of them have died in the past 20 years. Jesus Christ. Um, I want to go a little bit, uh, some international news. And um, uh, Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko, he approved the laws this week that will allow security forces to shoot at protesters, which is the latest move to rein in a protest movement sparked by last year's presidential election. Uh, It's part of a broad legislative move uh, starting in April to restrict civil rights and the free flow of information uh, amid an ongoing crackdown against the country's country's pro-democracy movement. There's shit going all around the world, and a lot of it, it just ain't pretty. Um, A little news out of Colombia. Mass anti-government protests continued across Colombia for a third week as pressure escalates on President 
Ivan Duque, to implement major changes to help struggling Colombians. The mass protests in recent weeks have resulted in deadly clashes between police and demonstrators and killed at least 42. Um, This is something that really disturbs the shit out of me. Amnesty International on, on last Thursday urged the Biden administration to immediately halt the sale of U.S. weapons and other law enforcement equipment to, you guessed it, Colombia, where these protests are taking place. According to Philippe Nassif of Amnesty International, the United States government has been an agonizing party to the killing, disappearances, sexual violence, and other torture and horrendous repression of dozens of mostly peaceful demonstrators. We are arming these people. We have we are arming the Saudis to do their damage in Yemen. Um, we're uh, we're doing a lot of bad shit. Okay, um, enough. Um, I'm just going to sound like a miserable old man, and I don't intend to. Um, uh, this is something. This is this is a trip. Uh, the Bureau of Land Management, uh, which is in charge uh, of caring for the nation's wild horses, they created something called the Thousand Dollar Ahead Adoption Incentive Program in 2019, because it basically wanted to move a huge surplus, a surplus of mustangs and burros, out of government corrals and to find them good homes. How's this sound now? Records show that instead of going to good homes, truckloads of horses were dumped at slaughter auctions as soon as their adoptions, as their adopters got the federal money. So a program intended to protect wild horses was instead subsidizing their path to destruction. Uh, this is the government laundering horses. This is according to Brianna Schwartz, a lawyer for the advocacy group American Wild Horse Campaign. They shoot horses, don't they? Yes, they do. All right. Um, My favorite human being, who I refer to as Big Al, Albert Einstein, a letter written by Albert Einstein that includes the world-famous equation is being auctioned with an estimated worth of $400,000. It contains the only handwritten example of E equals MC squared in private possession. So um, he's, he's a famous guy in that E uh, equals MC squared is, uh, is a forever formula. All right. I'm nearly done. As you know, I always like to uh, close with a poem. Um, This isn't quite a poem, uh, but it counts in my book. Uh, These are the lyrics to Imagine by John Lennon. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or die for. And no religion too. Imagine all the people living in peace. You may say I'm a dreamer, 
but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will be as one. Imagine no possessions. I wonder if you can. No need for greed or hunger. A brotherhood of man. Imagine all the people sharing all the world. You may say I am a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world will live as one. Well, I'm, uh, I'm in there. Um, I guess I qualify as a dreamer. Um, I really appreciate your listening. If you stayed uh, through, um, the sound you hear is, yes, it's me on a phone talking to my pal Foster, who is recording this. So as I always, always like to say um, at the end of, of the podcast, until next week, same time, same station, God bless.